0: Hello there, I am Ted of Luxley, Robin Hood's older, bolder, and not so well-known brother. But I will now attempt to shoot this apple off the top of Frank the Sound Guy's head. So here we go. Oh boy! Oh, Boy, that was not supposed to happen. So today on The Revolution, Jim and Trav are giddy with archery excitement. And if it ain't bow hunting gear, tips, or destinations, they don't want to talk about it. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at outdoorchannel.com. Now, here's Jim and Trav.
1: All right, so we are bow hunting on today's show. Uh, we want to get a though. lot of things, Trav. Mrs. Bunny is here.
2: It's Bring Your Baby to Work Day. It's Bring Your Baby. <laughs> and your
1: baby is yeah, our baby. Yeah. Nursing.
2: Sucking on a binky. Playing.
1: He's sucking on on something, but it's not a binky. Oh, the kid has it, rough. This is a family show. <laughs> we could take him. If we we're in Jimbo's Blind or something, we could take him out. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, put the heater on. You could warm the milk up. You know, though, he would be great when you're uh, predator hunting, coyote hunting. Yeah, the sound. <laughs> the distressed baby crying. Yeah. You know, we are bringing all the
2: coyotes.
1: That's <laughs> a good me over idea. Here. <laughs> The
2: distressed baby. I've never heard of
1: that. <laughs> That's a new call. The distressed baby call. <laughs> all right, so archery hunting. That's what we're talking about. I'm pretty excited we're going to be joined by a solo hunter himself. Self. Old uh, Remy Warren, got to check him out Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Also, a Justin Czar with bowhunting.com. They are the authority when it comes to bow hunting. and That's have a, a great website. Uh, David Holder as well, Eric Holder's older brother? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, raised, <laughs> Later brother, anyhow. <laughs> raised hunting. Uh, Saturdays, 11.30 30 a.m. Eastern time on outdoor jam. Now, Mrs. Bunny, what are you going to be talking about?
2: Uh, running over deer with airplanes.
1: That's a
0: good idea. All right, so Mrs. Bunny's bow hunting adventures, they're brought to you by Nissan. Mrs. Bunny's bow hunting adventures are brought to you by Nissan. I got to do this, though, first. Uh oh.
1: I wish that I had Jimmy's shirt. <laughs> I wish that I had
2: Jimmy's shoes. <laughs> what can I find? Wardrobe like
3: that? <laughs> wow. You are welcome. You know, amazing. Not,
2: not everybody gets their own um cover y- yeah. of such an awesome 80s song. You know
1: how much promotion you get from us? You never do anything like that for Bunny and I.
2: You're <laughs> practically a celebrity. Really? True. Hey,
1: speaking of being a celebrity, check us out, outdoorshowsnetwork.com. Yeah. Anyways, new stuff there. <laughs> Alright, so Mrs. Bunny hey, what's here. The, what's this new uh, like thing we got going? We're on Pinterest too. Pinterest, yeah, maybe. Yes. Yes, Pinterest. Okay, Bunny says yes. We got a lot of stuff going on here at the uh, the old network. Maybe we'll get on MySpace one day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, Mrs. Bunny, tell us about your bow hunting adventures and and your baby.
2: Not that this is really bow hunting related, but I saw a report and I just couldn't help but mention it to you. So uh, this time of year, especially deer are out in troves, you know, on the roads and things like that. You have to be really aware of them. However... Airplanes, big issue with airplanes running into deer. On, really,
3: Especially about twelve thousand feet uh, on the tarmac
2: on the tarmac. So, from nineteen ninety to two thousand thirteen, there have been one thousand eighty eight collisions oh, wow. between really? planes, deer, elk, moose, and caribou. And That'll caribou, leave a mark. And caribou, I said caribou. You were know, thinking about
1: caribou and bow hunting. I was. I really I'm was. Going to go caribouing this weekend. <laughs> so,
2: most of the planes. I mean, a deer might be the smallest of all of those animals, but it still is enough to total a plane so the vast majority of these um the plane suffered pretty serious damage um one person has been killed 29 of those have been injured and um so like
1: the plane actually crashes when they hit them
2: yeah well really? it messes them up enough you know propellers on the front you know it messes that stuff yeah, up yeah messes up the prop, can you imagine I'm sure. that you
1: survive the whole flight But when you (laughs) land, you hit a deer on the tarmac. Yeah. Well, so... Imagine the luck in that.
2: Population of deer has risen a lot. You know, 350,000 in 1900 to more than 28 million in 2010. They have caused counted 44 million dollars in aircraft damage 44 million, 44 million in aircraft oh. damage. Two hundred thirty eight thousand flying hours have been lost over the past 24 that's years. why i had to wait the last exactly. time exactly and 30 percent of the collisions occurred during october november rut season you know mating season uh, airports yeah.
1: need to hire hunters during the hunting seasons to well, get that's, rid of them it's yeah. funny
2: because since 9-11 a lot of airports especially the bigger ones have put up Tall barbed wire fences all the way around the perimeter that keep deer out. But, you know, they, if they don't put them up high enough, they can get around or through. And it's been proven that they can get through holes and fences only eight inches wide. Really? Yeah. He's skinny like me. Yeah. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so they, a lot of airports, the bigger ones, have hired sharpshooters to manage the airways and make sure that there's no, um, uh nothing on the airways. You know, you you hear things about geese and things all the time in the air and causing problems, but uh deer now.
1: That's amazing. It is Your nursing baby's being loud. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Our nursing who cares? <laughs> Kids having lunch. Yeah. Anyways, all right, so aero speed versus speed of sound.
2: Well, quickly, if you're hoping to have luck this fall, come to me because I'm a master bow hunter. You are. Uh, So arrow speed versus the speed of are sound. Are you like
1: one of those people that can actually shoot it with your toes because you're nursing a baby with the other arm? So you, you would
2: not believe what I can do what you
1: can do with your toes yeah exactly she can braid the girl's hair
2: <laughs> with her
1: toes she's brushed my teeth before with her she actually puts the toothpaste on her big toe you gotta stop you gotta stop that alright so okay. uh, speed versus sound
2: okay so if you're hoping to um, be successful bow hunting this fall here's something to think about if you're taking a shot at 40 yards and your, av- and your arrow is traveling at 280 feet per second it's going to take your arrow four of a second to get to your intended target okay mm-hmm. so from here to your deer now the speed of sound sound travels at 1,126 feet per second. Okay, so you take that at 40 yards as well. It only takes one-tenth of a second for the sound of your bow. So your sound gets there before the arrow does. Yeah. That's why they jump the string. If you have a deer who um, is really aware, they have three-tenths of a second to jump or react before that arrow gets there, which isn't very long, but... Uh, a lot of people have a problem with with animals jumping the string. Oh I yeah, I just, have. Yeah, so it's very times. yeah, so it's very much a possibility. So think about that. It's not like you can stop the sound, but let's just hope that you can find uh, a slower deer than all the rest.
1: Yeah, what, you, what I do is I just yell loud when I shoot. What I think <laughs> though, seriously, I've never had a deer jump the string when it was under forty yards. You know, usually for me, like when I'm shot a deer, when it's over that 40 yards, when you get to like 60, you know, let's say they duck down a little bit, you know, you hit them kind of high or, or something like that. Um, still a good shot placement. Maybe they didn't go down as quickly, but I think especially for jump the string, because if you bow hunt, you've had an animal do that. Uh, just try to get closer, you yeah. know, because obviously you're never going to be able to beat that. That is one. There is never going to be a bow that travels it. 1,200 feet per second. Fred Vera could do it. And you know what I say? What's that? I wish that I had Jimmy's shirt. <laughs> I wish that I had Jimmy's shoes. <laughs> Where can I find a wardrobe <laughs> like that? <laughs> we are bow hunting with Bunny and I. such great props, baby, today. We yes. are bow hunting. Remember... The uh, wounded baby call. What did I say?
2: The distressed baby call. The distressed
1: call. baby call. Pick Available it
2: up. on OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're going to be putting it on Facebook. All right. So, uh, I got to I I hear how you get that uh, sound. <laughs> Take the uh, boobie out of its mouth. Uh, all right. So, coming up after the break, we're going to have Remy Warren on. And he's with Solo Hunter. You got to check him out Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Also going to hear from David Holder with Raised Hunting on Outdoor Channel. Saturdays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. And how... How about a Justin Czar with a bowhunting.com? Going to be telling us. Great guy. All about bow hunting. Also, Mrs. Bunny, you're going to be joining us later, and so will Elijah. Yes. Miho. Elijah Boone. Elijah, Elijah Boone Ferguson. Miho. 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 We call him Miho Badijo. It's Seriously. true. Hi. You guys are wild with your nickname. Got to get to a break. Big shout out to Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, Cabela's, Lucky Buck, Extreme Beam, and Remington. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Masterpiece right here. I call him cutie. All right, so uh, here's Mark. Got to get to a break. Remy Warren, he's coming up next.
0: Hunt Smarter with Outdoor Channel. The energy you get out of a compound bow is proportional to what you put in, and today's bows are better because they are more efficient, meaning they give back a higher proportion. The downside, however, is that a faster bow is generally harder to draw, and some of the things that make it fast can also make it harder to shoot. Now, stay consistent and in the ten ring with expert advice from seasoned pros at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com, and we'll return in a moment. It's been said that
4: the history of weapons is Indeed, the history of the world. Gun Stories, hosted by Joe Montagna. We go behind the barrel with historians, shooters, and experts. A riveting journey through the history of firearms. These are the three finest American shotguns ever made. Clint Eastwood's got this gun. I got to have one. Midway USA's Gun Stories, Wednesday night, 7.30 Eastern. Meet the gun that almost won the West
5: on Outdoor Channel. When you're hunting dangerous game, trouble can sneak up on you from any angle. Well, in the gun cabinet, rust and corrosion can do the same to your guns, and you won't know it until it's too late. Over time, gun care products break down and lose their ability to prevent rust. To protect your equipment, Remington Gun Care reminds you to inspect and clean your guns twice a year, even in climate-controlled environments remington gun care look for it wherever you buy your favorite shooting supplies
0: the nissan frontier is loaded with features perfect for any outdoorsman like tons of power from a 261 horsepower v6 engine plus a new feature we're trying out the game call horn there's elk turkey and mule deer we're still working on that one but the frontier does have the first in class utility track cargo carrying system to strap down your big game
4: though cool the game call horn is not a real feature of the frontier
0: nissan innovation that excites
4: Available features. 2014 Ward Segmentation. Small pickup class. Properly secure all cargo. This is the revolution with Jim and Trav. Even scarier when you see their picture. OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Here are the boys.
1: So we're talking archery, hunting, and we're back.
3: Yeah. Matter of fact, before the break, we uh, heard from Bunny. Bunny. She told us a lot of different facts about
1: archery hunting. You don't remember a thing she said. I do not. I, I'm kind of <laughs> excited just now being joined by Jared Leto, and he is the lead singer. 30 seconds to Mars. Uh, Jared, how you doing, man?
6: I've been pretty good. We've been uh, having an incredible tour. Uh, the shows have been absolutely phenomenal. It's great to be out with Lincoln Park and AFI and, you know, uh, a really, really successful tour all the way around. We're
1: not actually interviewing Jared Leto. I uh, think he was cool, though. <laughs> You've never even heard of the band. No. Uh, we are <laughs> He's just playing along. Just now being joined by Remy Warren, and uh, he is the co-host of Solo Hunter there on Outdoor Channel. Check it out. Uh, Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That's what you got to do. Remy, seriously, though, you look exactly like uh, uh, Jared Leto, man. You ever heard that?
7: Yeah, I get that about once a week. Do you really? Uh, you Seriously, yeah, you I do. I for Halloween, I'm going to wear that white tuxedo and carry around an Emmy. Uh, if I wasn't hunting, I'm away, really. Dude,
1: you so do. I was like, oh, my God. That's guy. of one of they're like, related. You were like twins separated at birth is what you were.
7: Uh, I've heard that once or twice. All right. <laughs> all right. So,
1: dang it. Yeah, That'd be original. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we, no. we're talking about archery hunting. And so, one thing I want to talk about with you is is this whole battle for speed, Remy, okay? And it seems like we're going faster and faster and faster. Yep. There, there's only so fast you can go, okay? And it gets to the point where it's unmanageable um, and it's not productive anymore. What do you Correct. think? The, the fight for speed or keeping
7: it manageable? What is more important? My thing, everything for me, for bows, is about hunting. And for that, in my opinion, speed yeah, actually is the enemy in some, really? in some instances yeah because here's the thing it's it's almost becoming uh when you shoot your boat if you can't see where you hit that deer because your arrow is going so fast yeah that means unethical and you don't know how to follow up or proceed after that i mean there's been times where like i've been guiding or hunting myself and i i shoot an arrow and i have no clue where it hit that animal if it even hit if it missed I mean, it makes it really tough. So now people have to use things like lighted knocks, which, you know, Pope and Young doesn't really recognize because it's an electronic device, and, and I don't hunt with any electronic devices on my bow. Um, so, you know, you come to this thing like, is 20 feet per second really going to make a difference when it's still subsonic? You know, if it's going slower than the speed of sound, the animal's still going to hear things, it's still going to react, it's still going to have time. And, you know, and then the other factor is, it's a lot noisier. The arrow's louder. So I've actually seen where I've gone out and hunted with my recurve after shooting a fast bow. And it's like, wow, I can see the arrow. It's quiet. And the animals seem to be not jumping the string as much.
6: Hmm. Well,
7: you
3: know, I, I've noticed that uh, over the years, as as Travis mentioned, the, the speed's getting faster and faster and faster. But the thing is, the arrow technology has to stay with that because when you get that much spring, uh, you get a lot of flex in that arrow, don't you?
7: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've noticed, too, I've been having trouble, you know, sometimes with these faster bows getting arrows to stabilize. You know, I'll I'll go up with heavier arrows. But for hunting aspects, I mean, is 20 feet per second really going to make a difference in the long run? No, probably not. You know, people have killed animals with slower bows forever, and they seem to be effective. You know, the, the drawback for me is not being able to see that arrow because it's going too fast. And I just don't think it's
1: worth it. Yeah. Once again, talk to with uh, Remy Warren, check him out. Solo Hunter, Friday, 7 p.m. Easter time on Outdoor Channel. It's amazing when you look at the specs of some of these bows, you know, it's like uh, 399 feet per second. It weighs two ounces. You know, what is this? A freaking rocket ship? We're going to the moon. I mean, all these advances. You know, there, there's only so much you can do, Remy, um, with a bow. I mean, there, there's not like they can jump it up. I know they say eventually we're going to get to that 400 feet uh, per second mark, but as you're pointing out, what's the purpose in all of this?
7: Yeah, I mean, maybe for uh, competition target shooting, but you know, then you're you you've also got a smaller, a tighter pin gap. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's maybe for hunting. A lot of guys go, well, I only need one pin for out to uh, 40 yards, and it only drops X amount of inches. But for me, I mean, you know, I'm used to hunting with pins. It's it's not uh, it's not a problem. So I don't know if it's more of a, a target aspect or just needing to come out with something new and great and and whatever. I mean, bows got shorter and shorter and shorter, and I have always been the opposite. I like a longer bow because I like the way that the string doesn't come off at a, such a steep angle. So, you know, I've always shot a bigger, slower bow and preferred it. And that maybe that's just personal preference. But uh, I bet you you start seeing a lot more companies making bigger slower <laughs> bows in the future. You bet. Again,
3: we're talking with Remy Warren. Of course, he has a program called Solo Hunter. It's uh, Friday evenings at
1: 7 o'clock on Outdoor Channel. Now, you guys, I mean, you get out there, okay? You're all alone. It's like the naked and afraid. Have you ever found yourself, Remy, naked and afraid
7: in the woods? <laughs> that was Tuesday uh, night. Yeah, actually, one time, <laughs> antelope hunt. It was so hot, I pretty much had to hunt in my underwear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no will we'll just keep that between us.
1: <laughs> what What was the purpose? What made you want to uh, create take your this show? Off. Yeah, <laughs> take your clothes off, antelope hunting. <laughs> no, what made you want to uh, make this style of show to kind of go against the grain? Uh, obviously, you felt as though something was lacking in traditional outdoor television and so you wanted to portray it and it's you know it's true as fashion i'm guessing um but what what really made you want to do this
7: uh you know there's a there's a lot of things i mean the challenge of it i think and i always thought i bet people would like to see this because when i go out hunting i am generally alone for the fact that i like to hike a long ways i hike pretty fast um I like to do things on my own, and nobody ever gets to see that. But here's a way where people can see what I do when I'm out there and uh, be able to share that, and I think that's pretty cool. you ever uh, forget to hit record? Um, I have once, yeah. And it was uh, <laughs> not my sh- most shining moment, but you know, things happen, and I- and that's the thing about Archer. I think people realize, like, yeah, you got a lot going on. The worst part is, When I've got multiple cameras and forget to hit record on both.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. Now, uh, once again, Remy Warren, Solo Hunter, Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, where can we find you online, buddy, to find out more about Solo Hunter, to possibly get some tips, see where you're going to be going, check out some uh, up-and-coming episodes. Uh, Where can we find you online, Remy?
7: Yeah, you can either find me on social media at Remy Warren or you can check out our Solo Hunter website solohuntertv.com
3: You bet. Hey, that was
1: Remy Warren. He has Solo Hunter on Outdoor Channel Fridays at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Gotta check him out. Also, he's gonna be touring 30 Seconds to Mars. Well, I'm I'm not gonna let that joke die. I'm just not gonna (laughs) let it. I know it's not brand new. Anyways, big thank you to Outdoor Channel Nissan, Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, uh, Extreme Beam, Cabela's, Remington, and Lucky Buck. Gotta get to a break. Here is is a quick word from mark big daddy mark uh remy thank you so much buddy we greatly appreciate it thanks for coming on enjoyed it thanks for having me you bet
3: hey coming up next is justin czar and he, of course he has uh what is it bowhunting.com
1: that's it we're talking about archery hunting that's yeah, the show all right so here's mark <laughs> don't go
0: anywhere Nissan and the freedom of release If you trip your release trigger with the tip of an extended index finger quit it because this tends to make you slap at the thing. Instead shorten your release aid so that at full draw you are able to curl your index finger around the trigger at about the middle joint. This makes it easier to squeeze the trigger smoothly and with better control Want more archery dish and a place to chat? OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com is where you'll find it That's Outdoor Trails Network
4: An Outdoor Channel Original Series.
0: My name is Louis Tumonaro. I grew up on Long Island. I learned everything there is to know about guns from my pop. There comes a time when every man has to realize their dream. Mine, buying and selling guns out west. So I moved my family, including pops, from Long Island all the way to Hamilton, Montana.
5: I'm here for the love of guns. I'm bringing New York with me.
4: An Outdoor Channel Original Series. The Gunfather.
0: High Mountain Seasonings makes Wild Game that much better when you add High Mountain Seasonings brines, rubs, shakers, marinades, dips, and seasoning kits. Yum! Order your favorites at HIMTNJerky.com today.
5: The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle combines features of the Ruger American Rifle and innovations of the 1022 Rimfire Rifle to appeal to all bolt-action enthusiasts. It features a modular stock system that provides comb height options for scope or iron sight use. A power bedding integral bedding block system for outstanding accuracy. A Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger. And a 1022 style rotary magazine for reliable feeding. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle. Another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger.
0: Jim and Trav are smelly men, but they have a kick outdoor show. They're always fun and bunnies hot, and lots of pros talk a lot. Welcome back to the revolution with Jim and Trav.
3: Hey, we're back. What about that solo guy? I'm riding solo, <laughs> right? So all
5: archi-
1: right, no, <laughs> so we are archery. What? Bow right. No, come on. All right, so we are archery hunting on today's show. Uh-huh. Love archery hunt is what I do. Um, so who are we being joined by here? Hey, we're going to be joined by uh, Justin Czar, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, feel so welcome, Justin Czar. He is with us, bowhunting.com. Justin, see this? I wrote it on my hand. There you go. <laughs> Palms are all sweaty. You feeling okay, buddy? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Now, you know, it's crazy. With all the the, the newfangled advents in bow hunting, Fred Bear would be a, a little lost. And so with his uh, feathered fedora these days. <laughs> but I mean, what what the first bow hunting season actually took place, I think it was in Wisconsin, like 1934. Uh, I man, you're correct, yeah. Things have changed so much, uh, really, in such short time if you compare it to... Uh, rifle hunting or musket hunting
6: yeah definitely i mean the, the the advances in technology especially over the last say two decades or so have been pretty impressive but you know despite all that technology you know when it comes to bow hunting you know the name of the game is still getting as close to your quarry as possible you know that really hasn't changed you know some of that technology does allow us to reach out there a little bit farther than before but, you know, most of your shots are still happening at 20 yards or less, so you got to get in close to them.
3: Yeah, so, you know, you could get out there and, and get with the best uh, Matthews or maybe Bowtech bow, but the old Fred uh, Bear recurve still does a nice job.
6: Absolutely. I uh, actually just ate dinner with someone this weekend who has killed a, a pile of big deer uh, 100% with a recurve bow. He's killed a lot more big deer than I have, and he's using – Nothing but a stick and string, so that's all it really takes to get it done if you know what you're doing.
1: I thought you were about to say you just had dinner with Fred Bear. I was like, oh, my God,
5: dude, you (laughs) are (laughs) what a guy.
6: (laughs) Now, he may give Fred a run for his money with the amount of, uh, you know, big animals he's killed around the world with his recurve. Uh, But, you know, like I said, you know, the name of the game when you're bow hunting, whether you're using a recurve, a longbow, or a compound, or or even a crossbow, is still getting as close as you can you know, and that's what really intrigues a lot of us, you know, who are bow hunters. That really is, uh, that's where the bread and butter is, man, getting as close as you can.
1: Yeah, once again, talking with uh, Justin Czar with bowhunting.com. They are the authority uh, in all things bow hunting. But I, I'm so glad you you brought up about the name of the game is getting close. Because like we're talking with all the newfangled gadgets and these lightweight bows that pretty much float in the air. Um, what it boils down to is you're still going to suck. If you don't try to improve your skills, if you don't practice, if you don't work harder at your scouting, getting closer, it doesn't matter what you buy, it's not going to make you a better hunter. And that's what you were alluding to.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when it comes to bow hunting, I've always looked at it as kind of two separate pieces. You've got the archery piece, which is, you know, your technical proficiency with your gear. And then you've got the hunting piece. And that hunting piece to me has always been the most important, you know, being able to scout, read, sign. Uh, know where to set up, know when uh, to hunt certain areas. I mean, that to me has always been more important than the actual gear that you're using. Uh, the gear side of things is sometimes more fun for people. Uh, they can do it year-round. They can shoot their bows and go out to the local 3D course or their local archery shop and hang out. And they like to talk shop. They like to buy new bows and arrows and try new things. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it all comes down to hunting. That's why it's called bow hunting, right? We're hunters, we're out in the <laughs> field, and that, that proficiency and that skill of being a hunter really trumps anything you can do on the technical side of archery.
3: Yeah, actually, as I'm walking down through the woods, I have to remind myself I'm bow hunting. I'm bow hunting. I'm bow hunting. Now, in reading uh, some things about you, Justin, um, Mm -hmm. you actually cut your teeth in a bow shop. Your dad had a bow shop, and so you hung around a lot of the old guys, and you were recruited from that. Now, we've we've had a movie come out called The Hunter's Game. The Hunger Games.
1: The the Hunters
3: game. (laughs) (laughs) That's close enough. We knew knew what you're talking about. But the thing is, we we saw a little surge in uh, participation with the younger folks. Is that recruitment still going on?
6: It is. um, You know, like you said, it was a bit of a surge when that first movie came out. I wouldn't even say it's a bit of a surge. It was a pretty huge surge. I mean, you talk to any of your local bow shops or any of the archery trade associations, and they'll tell you there was a massive influx of, of kids who had never been exposed not necessarily to hunting but to archery which then for a lot of them you know leads them into hunting uh but definitely a huge influx you're seeing uh you know a big uptick in the amount of kids that are flooding into these bow and archery shops that want to just pick up a bow and shoot which is a great thing for the archery industry as a whole and like i said that kind of trickles down into bow hunting but yeah when it comes to me man i spent uh i spent a lot of my younger years hanging out in my dad's bow shop he actually uh worked kind of the second shift in the bow shop. So when I got off of school, I was there from four o'clock to 10 o'clock at night, hanging oh. out with all the, the locals that like to come in and, and talk shop and, and chat about bow hunting. So I've been around it pretty much uh, since I can remember.
1: Now yeah. you being, I'm uh, sorry, Jimbo, somewhat of a purist when it comes to bow hunting. You work for bowhunting.com. Your dad owned a shop. I mean, this is your life, man. You couldn't do anything. Else. How did you, how do you feel about crossbow hunting? Do you, uh, Do you feel indifferent about it? Don't really
6: care? For me personally, I I, I wouldn't say that I'm indifferent about it. Uh, You know, I encourage everybody to pick up a weapon regardless of what it is and go out and enjoy hunting. Yeah. You know, we all do it for our own individual reasons. I personally prefer to use a compound bow, but if somebody else doesn't have as much time as I have maybe to practice and become proficient with their equipment or they just want to get out in the field and they happen to have a crossbow or that's what they're into, you know, I don't feel like It's my right to limit what they should be able to do when they go out in the woods and ultimately enjoy nature and enjoy hunting the same way that I do. It really doesn't affect me because nobody's forcing me to use a crossbow. I can still use whatever I want. Uh, So if my neighbor wants to go out with a crossbow and shoot a deer, you know, absolutely more power to him. I'm uh, 100% in support of of, anybody going out into the woods and and hunting by any means, legal means that they can.
3: You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Justin Czar,
1: and he has, and actually he's with, Uh, Bowhunting.com. They're dating is what they are. (laughs) All right, so we want to give a shout-out to Outdoor Channel Nissan Ruger High Mountain Seasonings. How about Cabela's Lucky Buck Extreme Beam Remington? One of these days, I'm going to get really good at that. Uh All right, so we're talking about archery hunting. Coming up after the break, we're going to be joined by David Holder. David Holder. you got to check him out. Raised Hunting, Saturdays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time uh, on Outdoor Channel. Here's word from Mark. Uh, Anyways, Justin, you're a good guy. Thank you so much, buddy. Thanks, guys. All Here's Mark, David Holder, coming up next.
0: channel on battlefield preparation. Eyeing the shaft all the way to the target through the sight pin bracket during practice sessions promotes better follow through and keeps you from dropping your bow arm. And a friendly gamble helps teach you to calm your nerves while at full draw. So bet a quarter per arrow with your buddies and let the smack talk flow freely. So make the revolution a part of everyday life. OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. It's proven to cure insomnia.
4: Stranded. Trapped. Hold. Oh. Adrift. She's looking at me, realizing my husband can die. The greatest survival stories of our time. I knew that I was in bad shape. I was just barreling down the glacier. What would you do when your worst nightmare becomes reality? If this didn't work, I had nothing I could do to help him. Fight to survive. And I would watch him die. An Outdoor Channel original series. Fight to survive. Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern.
0: For LED flashlights with brighter, tighter beams that see farther and run longer you want extreme beam the passion to outperform go to www.extremebeam.com
5: Remington Gun Care products. They last longer and clean deeper, giving you better accuracy, a smoother action, and the confidence you need for the most demanding shots. Trusted by the world's top armorers, Remington Gun Care. Look for it wherever you buy your favorite shooting supplies. Increase the amount of
3: camera pictures you get this fall by using Lucky Buck Mineral. Dump a bucket of Lucky Buck in front of your trail cameras, and you'll be amazed at how quickly the deer will find it. The sweet apple smell combined with the minerals deer need will bring them in close. Lucky Buck Mineral. Grow
0: bigger bucks or get your money back. Maps charts, harvest statistics, detailed hunt stories, and 1,000 photos all packed into Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. Buy it today by calling 719-661-4037. Oh, cool. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is now on Pinterest. Wow, that's awesome. What's Pinterest? I have no idea. Pin your favorite stuff to Pinterest, whatever the hell that means. Now, back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav.
1: Have you ever met anybody named Remy?
0: No, nah, and I don't think I want to either. No.
1: <laughs> uh, Remy Warren, he wasn't before the break. No, it was solo hunter. Anyways, check him out. I was thinking about that. Uh, uh, Friday, 7 uh, p.m. Eastern kind Time. Kind of an interesting name, channel. It? Yeah, Remy, I've never heard that name. No, me either. No? Hey, hey who we got coming up next? Uh, before the break, though, oh, we heard cool. from Justin Czar with bowhunting.com, just now being joined uh, by David Holder with Raised Hunting Saturdays. And uh, let's see, it looks like Saturdays at 11 o'clock. No, actually, 11.30 Eastern Time. There you go. <laughs> so glad I left that up to you. I was race hunting. You were. I was. I was yeah, you born into Knee high to a duck. Uh-huh. All right, so, uh, David, how's it going, buddy?
8: It's going great, guys. Good to be here again talking with you guys. It's always fun, so.
1: Yeah, now, you guys joined, what, the Outdoor Channel family? It was early this year, what, like, uh, May, June, something like that? Yep. Ju-
8: June was when we started. We just completed our first, uh, you know, series of 13 shows, and the repeats are out now, so, Looking forward to closing up this year in uh, December, see how we did. Uh, Man, the the flood of emails and social media, uh, people just seem to really – it's funny that you mentioned raised hunting because that's what most of our comments are. I don't know if they come from our show or just the name itself. They come to our social media and say, hey, this is me.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, it really resonates with people, you
3: know? Yeah, well, I – Yeah, I, uh, I started off hunting when I was five, and I was back
1: in uh, the old age of uh, wagon wheels. And, when he uh, was gathering <laughs> saplings to make Noah's Ark. <laughs> um, I hear you. He started hunting, David. Now, this is uh, you and your wife and your two boys, okay? And, and, That's And correct. basically, they were following you guys. And showing what an outdoors family does, what an outdoors family is, you're, you're you're showing that bond. That it's just not about hunting; it's the whole lifestyle, it's the mentality, it's hunting as a whole. This is what the show's actually about, correct?
8: You're you're absolutely dead on the market. You know, and, and the way we like to look at it, it's a, it's a hunting show that's not about us hunting. It's a hunting show that portrays everyone, and and that was you know we felt like that was a missing element out there to reach out to. We, we want to reach farther than just the hunters, though. We want to reach everyone that that enjoys the outdoors, especially those that really don't uh, care whether hunting exists or not. If we can show them what it means to all of us that do hunt, maybe we'll preserve the hunting heritage for another 100 years.
3: Yeah, well, actually, you know, that, that does come across on the screen. But the fact of the matter is there's a lot of uh, – there's at least two generations here that uh, that are out hunting, and when you're outfitting – uh, like your boys, which is different than you, how did you go about saying, hey, I think we had to get this for you, big guy?
8: You know, I, I guess, I mean, just like what you were talking about a, a little bit ago, we we started with um, when the boys were very young, um, you know, and, and they've been in backpacks with me. We have footage of those guys, uh, I want to say two years old. That's when I can recall Warren shooting for the first time with a bow and arrow, but oh, actually wow. in a backpack at four or five months. Yeah. Uh, and, and then once we, you know, once they start getting older and then they get the bug that they want to actually be the one hunting, then you, you know, you got to start looking at how to get them incorporated. And, uh, I just, have always taken them with me. And, and I'll, I will say this, you have to adjust as a hunter. I'm a hardcore hunter, or at least I like to think that I am, but I'm getting older. <laughs> um, but, but when you go with the kids, you can't do that. You know, you, you, you gotta just keep the ladder a little shorter. If you're hunting in a tree stand, um, and doing what you can to make it fun for them all the time.
3: Yeah. yeah. Actually, when you're carrying those kids in a backpack, it gives a whole new meaning.
1: Uh, we need to change your diaper. Yeah. <laughs> you know it for sure. It can, it can get so, messy. I uh, want to mention yeah. uh, raised hunting, Saturdays, 1130 a.m. Easter time on Outdoor Channel. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned your, your son at uh, two years old. You can recall him uh, shooting his first bow, practicing, just messing around. Okay. You know, I'm a yep. rifle hunter and I'm a bow hunter. We're talking about bow hunting on today's show. You don't get that kind of instant gratification. Uh, Like you do with a rifle with a bow You know you have to get closer Work a little harder this is my own Opinion because uh, I can shoot a deer I'm pretty comfortable at 500 yards uh, With a rifle you have to get a lot Closer than that with a bow What drew you to this lifestyle The bow hunting lifestyle wanting to teach Your children uh, the same morals The same ethics the same drive you have a uh, Pursuit for being a better bow Hunter Uh what is it About bow hunting that you truly love David
8: you know, it it's very simple for me. It's that it's that closeness. Really? Um it it's not only the closeness with the animal, which is what I'm referring to, but it but then you don't even realize the closeness that it is with your kid. Yeah. Um you're sitting motionless, you know, and and trying not to let a deer hear you breathe or blink um because it's 5 or 6 yards away and you still can't get a shot. Uh, th- those are the most memorable hunts I can, I'll, I'll be completely honest, are the ones that get so close, but yet you still don't get them, you know? And, uh, so I guess that for me, I- I'm not any good at it, but I love to play chess. I like to, to <laughs> do things, you know? And so, uh, in, in hunting, bow hunting seems to be very similar. You know, each time you got to make a little different move, they make a move. And then how are we going to figure this out and who's going to win? And like I said, I'm not any better at deer hunting. I don't think than I am at chess. I just love (laughs) to play the game and and thought this would be something that my kids would enjoy. Without a doubt, it can be frustrating for them at times, especially when they're young. And you talk about uh, them shooting and no instant gratification. And in this day and age, we pick up a phone. We want to get a hold of someone right now. Yeah. Like I said, my, my wife will tell you her favorite things are to watch a deer blink. Well, you just don't get to see that with a rifle typically or a shotgun, you know, oh, no. they show up a hundred yards and you shoot and it's over, mm-hmm. um, you know, and with bow hunting, man, you can have that, you know, you'll have times when that heart rate is racing and then you think it's over because they're 50 yards away, but behind some brush and you kind of sink and then it comes right back when they turn your way. So those are the, and and, and I would love to think that I do a good job of encapsulating what that really feels like. Uh, I think our shows do a better job. Um, I would, you know, just if you've ever hunted, if you've ever fished that feeling of when you finally think it's all coming together, that's what, that's what raised hunting is trying to portray. Like I said, so we can reach out to those people that maybe have never tried it and go. You know, this does
1: look like something I might do. You bet. Yeah, you bet. Uh, once again, I want to mention Raise hunting Saturdays, eleven thirty a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, David, to find out more about you guys, Facebook, Twitter—I'm sure you're on Instagram, stuff like that. Your website. Where can we find you online, buddy?
8: You can find us at all those uh, Facebook, uh, Raised Hunting on
3: Facebook, Raised Hunting on Instagram, Raised Hunting. We have a
1: YouTube page. You name it. You can't miss us. Just type in Raised Hunting. You bet. Hey, that was David Holder, and of course, he has RaisedHunting.com. Gotta hop on. Like check out! such a great uh, guy and family big shout out to outdoor channel nissan ruger high mount seasonings extreme beam cabela's remington and lucky buck here's mr p don't go anywhere more show is to come mr david thank you so much for coming on buddy
8: no, thank you. You guys do a terrific job. I want to give a big shout-out for you guys. I, I've never met two people that enjoy their job as much as you guys, and uh, the hunting public sure appreciates you, and so do
3: we. Yeah, hey, coming up next, we've got Miss Bunny for the second time, and Miho's with her, too. Don't go
1: anywhere. More Archery Talk right after this.
0: Nissan and the Setup. When you find Red Hot Buck Sign, it's tempting to hang your stand right over it, but don't. Instead, figure out the direction from which deer will approach and take 12 to 20 steps to the side. That puts you downwind or crosswind. How far depends on how confident you are in your shooting. And this gets you out of the deer's line of sight and gives you a flatter shot angle at a deer that's more apt to be broadside. Well, do you like to fraternize? We sure do. So join us at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. End of story.
5: Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto-ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef. Way to Cook Outdoors. Beach hotel, Maui's Hawaiian hotel.
3: Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii with a range of accommodations and a affordable dining options this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories live Hawaiian entertainment every evening free year-round children's programs weekly arts and crafts fairs welcome breakfast and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value swim in the whale-shaped pool indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the ka'anapali beach hotel Call 800 262 8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha.
0: The Revolution with Jim and Trav is everywhere. OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, LinkedIn, Pinterest. Check it out. Now, back to the Revolution with Jim and Trav.
1: See, we had David Older before the break, and this is true. You're here, Mrs. Bunny. Yeah. Like, all four of our children were conceived during hunting seasons, weren't they?
2: I kid you not, yes. just
1: happens that way. Yeah. It's no. Kind of like would know. people have turkey at Thanksgiving. We're, we're not going to say cuddle, what you have. We cuddle during hunting seasons. All right, so bow hunting on today's show. It That's is, a lot of personal information. It's it?
2: really cold here during bow season.
1: <laughs> Take blankets. Yeah. All right, so uh, keeping your broadheads razor sharp. It's important, especially when you're. Yeah, I mean you don't want to have a dull broadhead. You know, are they are they actually really sharp coming out of the package?
2: Oh the most, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut your okay. finger off, sharp Yeah, Travis, Travis cut himself before <laughs> on a broadhead. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no, they're really sharp.
1: All right, so what can we do, Mrs. Bunny, to uh, keep them sharp?
2: Well, rust is like one of the biggest things that doles uh, a razor. You know, there's a lot of factors that can dull it, you know, using it over and over and never sharpening or getting a new one. However, rust is really um, takes a toll on them. So, if it's um, humid where you hunt or if you've had rain and your broadheads are wet and you put them in your quiver and they just sit there, they marinate in that moisture and it rusts. So, in order to keep them from rusting, take a sharpie. And take your uh, broad or your uh, yeah your broadhead out and run the sharpie and coat it along this the edge of the uh, broadhead where the razor is really and that will keep it from rusting. I don't know why. Don't ask me. I'm not going to tell coats you. It. it does. It coats it and it protects it from rust and you, it will not rust. Then
1: you would think the sharpie on metal would just wipe off. Yeah, you would think so. But you know, uh, I would suppose that if
3: you reuse your broadhead, so you shoot a deer and you oh. reuse it. You got to get that blood off in there, because I would think that that would be something that would also not yeah. only tarnish it, but, uh, you know, cause a,
1: a dullness.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Quick tip.
1: That shirt has tarnished your reputation, <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. All right. So well, as sharp as I used to be. <laughs> Technology makes everything better. OK, and when you can shoot a bow, that's awesome. But when you can put a bullet on the end of your arrow, you have got something. That's going to be epic. And now, is- there's actually a company that makes this, right? Yeah, this is. Ab- what the heck would that be?
2: It's absolutely amazing. There's a company out of, out of Louisiana called Race'em Back, R-A-C-E. Uh, mbac dot com racing back. It's
1: called the Bowmag, right? Yeah,
2: and this product is called the Bowmag. So the Bowmag um, thirty eight or three fifty seven arrowhead. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's a thirty eight or three fifty seven arrowhead. It's um, forty bucks um, for six of them. You simply add your own cartridge to the arrowhead, twist to lock the casing threads, and then shoot your regular arrow or crossbow bolt. And when that hits the target, bam. So, does this actually work? So, if you go on Sportsman Guide, it has 16 reviews, um, and some people are really loving it. Here is um, what someone's put. They put, I shot one from my Barnett Ghost 400 with a 357 mag, in it at a coyote at a close range in my backyard. Somehow, I hit it in the head. There were so many pieces on my lawn. (laughs) Oh, my God. I had to get my rear-bagging lawnmower to clean up my yard. Oh, really? it actually does work. Yeah.
1: A new personal defense item. Yes. Think about it, okay? You only get six of these, correct? Right. And they're how much? 40 bucks. 40 bucks. You use them once because even if you miss, whatever it hits, it's going to go off. Right. Holy crap. So you don't want to shoot a whole bunch. I mean, this is really kind of a... I
2: think that... Just a
1: fun... Yeah,
2: like like a one-time experience. If you're willing to go out and blow 40 bucks, let's try it, (laughs) you know? So... Uh, somebody, Forty bucks plus the ammo. Yeah, someone put these are so cool, I always wanted tips for my arrows that could blow up the outhouse like Bo and Luke do. <laughs>
8: <laughs> I don't think these will do
2: a, I don't think these will do that, but they have they will make it hard on game, they said. So anyways, yeah. Uh it says uh if you're worried about safety, it's designed with safety in mind, ensuring that rounds will not fire until they hit your intended target. I don't know how they build in that safety feature. I yeah. do not know. Go to racingback.com and maybe you can figure it out.
1: Well I'm sure the propulsion of a flying through the air? arrow. Well, I you know, know, with it flying through the air, and then when you know when it hits that charge yeah. uh, upon impact, it's got to set it off. But I would be afraid if you dropped it. Then maybe it didn't have enough propulsion, though, just by dropping it. Yeah,
3: I don't know. You, I don't
1: know. We'd have to check it out. Either way, it's kind of cool. I, I, you you kind of wonder, like down the road, if this will ever be a legal form of hunting.
3: Yeah, because I don't. You couldn't use it during rifle season or a uh, bow season. You might be able to use it during rifle season because it requires. Uh,
1: the but then cartridge. again, it, it takes away from the whole, you're really not bow hunting. I mean, you're bow hunting, but, but you're not.
3: No, the other thing is you're, you, you you buy the arrowhead, the point, if you will. It's got to be uh, heavy. 120 or 100 um, grain. grain. You put a bullet on there. You just upped it up to maximum weight how you'd have to you, lob it more than shoot how do
2: you target it. practice you're gonna be blowing crap up from here <laughs> to next week
1: target practice is gonna be expensive it's gonna, it's gonna be, be
2: like be fun shooting but-
1: your 470
2: <laughs> imagine that oh man at least you don't have the kick
1: <laughs> yeah 13 dollars a round for the 470 yeah. that's pretty cool all right so we are bow hunting on today's show I'm excited about this. You gonna do any bow hunting this year, Jimmy? I probably with you. I will really? round the deer up. You to round them up. Yeah, I'll load your your when is, arrows. <laughs> when is the
3: last time you bow hunted? Uh you want to count today? No, I'm being serious. Oh, at least twenty years. Really? Maybe more.
1: How come you got out of it?
3: I don't have a bow. All right, so we're
1: coming up on an ad break talking about bow hunting on today's show. Looks like been you're going to use my blind. Yeah, <laughs> we're not having any are you, more kids. Are you are going to have a pet. We're going to start yeah. hunting separately. That's yeah. what we're going to do. <laughs> All right, so I got to get to a break. I'm excited. I love bow hunting. Yeah, it's it's
2: a lot of fun. I love everyone. Oh,
1: you got <laughs> you anyways. All right, so getting to a break. Big thank you to Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, Cabela's, Extreme Beam, Lucky Buck, and Remington. Here is a word for Mark. Don't go anywhere. The close is coming up next. Make sure you check us out on Facebook though. Uh Facebook.com forward slash Jim and Trav. Also, outdoorshouls Yeah, also Adventures of Dad and Me. There you go. All right, gotta get to a break. We'll return in just a minute.
0: Being is believing with Outdoor Channel. Most bow shots at mature whitetail bucks happen during the first or final ticks of daylight when sight pins dim and your peep sight seems to shrink. So, devote some practice time to the opening and closing minutes of Legal Light in your area to prep for this crunch time in low light. Well, the show is ending, but that doesn't mean that the fun has to. So, let's head back to our place on the corner of OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com and amazing. What do you say? It's another exciting episode of Buy or Bust on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Buy or Bust.
1: This is Buy or Bust.
0: All right, so uh, this
1: is Buy or Bust. What are we talking about? The Isobrite watch, right? The Isobrite watch is a great, great watch. You bought it. I tried to bust it. Couldn't break it. (laughs) Oh, oh! all right. So, no, this, uh, I don't wear a watch. I I still do the old Roman time. I go by shadows. Yeah, even in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Put some pencil on his desk and he tells time. Yeah, uh, fluorescent lighting says it's... uh... Daytime. <laughs> All right. So the ISO watch. I I'm, I'm not a watch wearer. You know, you are. You always wear a watch. I always ask you what time it is. And you're like, it's time for you to buy a watch. I'm like, oh, it's time for you to learn some new jokes. Um, <laughs> not, so do you like this watch? I really like it. And I'll tell you the reason
3: why. You know, like when I was in Africa last year, you know, it's like dark 30 out there. You can't see a thing. And, you know, I've had bazillion Timex, watches. I've had a lot of the name brand watches and none of them had the brightness yeah, you know, the illumination that this isobray
1: does. Well, the only thing that I could see beneficial hunting seasons coming up, going to be out. You know, you can see what time it is that that does help. What time you need to leave camp, especially with sun coming up. Uh, but it's actually pretty cool. This I think you have like the, the T100 Tritium illuminated uh, lightweight polycarbon watch. I mean, this thing is pretty cool. It, it's I mean, this thing is like super bright at night. You know what I love about this, though? What's if that? you drop it in a bucket of water, it's fine because it's like good up to six hundred and sixty <laughs> Submerged. I have never seen a bucket that deep. You are not going to hurt this thing. It has like uh, I read the manual on it, a ten year battery life. Yeah. 10 matter of fact, the, years.
3: the ones that I had before they lasted about three months. You know? Yeah, but and you couldn't bang around this thing. I have banged around so much, and you can't even scratch the bezel. You're blinder than a bat. I am. blindfolded at night. Yes, but you can read this thing. I can. And you know the really funny part about it, it's sometimes uh, almost too bright because it
1: wakes your mom up. My mom is dead. <laughs> no. No, Terry is my mom. Your wife. All right. So no, that's pretty cool. I mean, but here's the downside. What's the downside? I'm sorry. It's four hundred and nine no four how much? Four four hundred and forty-nine dollars? Yeah, but I want to tell you something.
3: How many watches have I bought over the years and thrown them away? And as a matter of fact, I've got a drawer full of watches that just don't work. And you know, I'm spending anywhere from, you know, twenty nine dollars for the cheapest Timex all the way up to, you know, $150, 200 dollars that I bought at uh at Gander Mountain. And those things just went bust in in a very short amount of time. You're hard on spent, watches. Yeah, I really am because I'm I'm uh, reg- g- gregarious. You're sociable. I am sociable <laughs> because people always come up to me and say, "Hey, what time is it?" All right, check them out. Where do you find them online? Is it ISO dot com Look in the uh, look in the back of this thing. isobright.com. Hey, That's there right. you go. www.iso, iso dot com. This is a buy. You know what? What?
1: Go do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bright Isobrite Watch. com. Buy or bust. We say buy. Uh, you'll never, uh, for, at least for 10 years, Yeah, you, you won't always, need a battery. If you, as long as you don't misplace your arm, you'll always know what time And it is. if you dive deeper than 622 feet, you are screwed. You deserve to die. <laughs> you deserve to, yeah. All right. Got to get to a break. See ya.
0: Time for another exciting episode of Buy or Bust with Jim and Trav on The Revolution. You're on The Revolution with Jim and Trav.
1: Remy Warren does look like Jared Leto, the guy from 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah. Yeah, he said he gets that all the time. Really? Did you know what highlighted the show today? Hmm. Miho. No, definitely. All right, what and a no, great kid! David Holder. He's pretty cool too. Justin Czar. Elijah Boone Ferguson, Mrs. Bunny. You're all great guests. Yeah, and my shirt. No, that wasn't. (laughs) Very distracting.
3: Big, who would you like to say a big thank you to? Hey, we want to thank our 430 affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Funjo, Elijah Boone, Frank the Sound Guy,
1: and our producer Mark Paneri. There you go. All right, get outdoors this week and take some kids with you, even if they are breastfeeding. Uh, They will enjoy the outdoors. Don't let them get too far from you. That's got to be healthy. Like the most healthiest thing, breastfeeding while you're outdoors fresh air mama's milk (laughs) anyway mrs bunny you're cool thank you very much all right jesus loves you i gotta get to a break make sure you tune in next week once you've said that you've said it all yeah all right
0: so jim and trav they're just your two average steves that dig the outdoors so hit them up at forward slash underscore otn because their friendship
5: is a magical blast yeah it's so midnight sparkle dust